1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Race for the Ring, episode 52. Nice guys finish last with Marnie Kenrith. You're listening to The Race for the Ring. I am your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, motivational author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and a single mom. Since re-entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye-opening. In the age of Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, there seems to be more horror stories and humor. Than happy endings among my friends and social circles. And I want to know why. Each week, we'll chat with a different dating queen or king, socialite or relationship expert, and explore the many facets of dating today, pitfalls to steer clear from, and how to find the finest fish in the sea. Get ready, set, go. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Race for the Ring. We have a very, very juicy episode for you today. We're speaking with a wing girl guru. I'm naming her that. She doesn't call herself that. Her name's Marnie Kinris, and she's based in LA, but she helps men literally all over the globe navigate the women in their lives and land them. Um, She gives them, like, I guess, real true and tried advice, and, you know, she finds out what their woes are in the dating world and what their frustrations are with women and kind of helps them figure things out so that they're able to essentially not manipulate, but kind of overcome their issues that they may have in the dating space and essentially land the lady that they want. So we talked a lot about the issue of being too nice. I know myself, I often say, I just want a nice guy. I just want a nice guy, right? And I know all of you probably say the same that are, you know, looking for a guy or whatever. If there's men out there, you're probably saying, I want a nice girl um, or vice versa. It doesn't really matter. Um, At any rate, um, but when push comes to shove, especially in the beginning of the situation, if they're too nice and they're too smothering and they're too doting and they're to whatever you want, whatever you choose, like, et cetera, et cetera. It's a big turnoff. I also think that when they're too pushy in the beginning, it's a turnoff too. I mean, there's, it's a fine line, right? For me personally, I do like a guy with that's a little bit aggressive and that knows what he wants and takes the lead definitely. But when they come off a little bit too pushy or, um, too I don't know what's the word I'm looking for just too aggressive I guess you know I I think that's like really like a turn off because I like to be able to have like my not my guard up but I like to have my boundaries obviously and when I seem to not respect them I get really annoyed and kind of write them off so I also on the flip find that when they're too mushy and too, um, wimpy and too just whatever you want and super doting, I, in the beginning, I find that to be annoying as well. So <laughs> I don't know the answer everybody, but she kind of helps us figure it out. She also, we also talked about, you know, protocol with um online dating, especially with Bumble and myself and I know a lot of my friends who are dating and on that app, um, think that and I actually had a guest on it not that long ago we talked about this exact situation where we like it because we can kind of like edit a little, have a little more control in terms of editing who we're writing to and speaking to, as opposed to some other apps where the guys can reach out first and it's sort of like, a free-for-all in a sense and can be overwhelming. Um, The pressure's on the woman to reach out first, which I don't necessarily like to make the first move personally. So I often will just write a very bland, very lame opener and thinking that the guy will take the lead and just kick it from there. And she was explaining that. Why is that the case? If they think that you're Giving them like a, a one liner and your bland, it's showing your personality and it's probably a turn off to them. And I never really thought about it like that, but I guess that makes sense because they don't know you from Adam, basically. So anyway, I don't want to give away the 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 whole podcast because I obviously need you to listen to her because she has a lot more to say than I'm sharing, but. It was really, really, really um, eye-opening. So I think it's going to, you know, essentially help all of you too. So a little bit about Marnie. She is the founder of The Wing Girl Method, and she's dedicated her career basically to helping men understand women, as I said. She's a relationship coach. She's an author. She's a podcast host as well, and her podcast is called Ask the Women Podcast, which I actually was just recently on. It was a lot of fun. Um, a couple weeks ago and it's on my Instagram. If you follow me at Mindy.Barnett, you can check it out there. Um, And today, as I said, we're going to really dive into nice guys and how they often finish last and, you know, what the answer is. And also she offers us tips ladies out there dating. Um, So let's go right to it with
0: Marnie. Hey,
1: Marnie. Thanks for joining us. It's so fun to
0: have you on my show. It was so much fun being on yours. Oh, it was great having you on my show. I like that you were able to allow me to dig deeper because most women will put a block up against that. Like you really okay. ask you questions and you were very honest and forthcoming, which I really appreciated. And so did so did the guys that were listening. They loved hearing what you had to say because it was real. It was real information. Awesome.
1: Thank you. Well, I try. I mean, that's all you can do, right? You have to be yourself. And if you're going to put yourself out there, I feel like you should be as authentic as possible. And I feel like my whole MO is that no mistake is a mistake if you have a life lesson and learning, you know, I guess a learning teachable lesson out of it. So I like to be able to share my wealth of mistakes (laughs) with others because maybe they'll avoid them, you know, themselves or they'll be able to like Use my insight to help kind of figure out a path or what have you if the time comes. So, anyway, so tell us all about how you became Marnie and why you like to help service the men. I think that's interesting. Maybe sound like a high class prostitute. I know. I was, thinking, oh, that was <laughs> I was just thinking that as I said that I didn't,
0: I meant like with information. God, I could have me. added that like last tidbit. That was. <laughs> Oh, like, so I'm, men. That's how I'm gonna introduce myself now, just for like the fun people. <laughs> <laughs> I say like, yeah, that's what she does. Um, so I am a wing girl. So I help men or I have been helping men for the past seventeen years, I guess. Wow, which is crazy. Um, I help them understand women so they can attract, date, seduce get with the women they want without being a big old wimp and without, you know, having to use manipulation and objectifying tactics to get the women that they want. And so, um, I became a wing girl by total fluke. I naturally happened to do this for a lot of my guy friends where I would give them advice on women that tended to work for them. They would get results with the advice that I was giving. But when I came out to Los Angeles, I was at a rabbi's house at a singles mixer and nobody was talking to each other. So I started grabbing men and starting conversations with women that they were interested in, giving them feedback as well, telling them what they were doing wrong, what they were doing right, and how to further the conversation into something that they wanted. And by the end of the day, there was um, two couples that were making out at a rabbi's house, by the way. And I yeah, know. That's interesting. Okay. That's cool. Other people who were having really good conversations and flirting with each other and having fun. So when I went home that night, I was a little, you know, tipsy from some manischewitz wine, and I.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that manischewitz. I know. Is right, what? y'all were doing shots of manischewitz.
0: It's it's, oh, yeah. it's, the, it's the sugar high. And I said to my roommate at the time, I I want to be a wing girl. I love what I did tonight. I want to, I want to help men understand women because I didn't realize they were so confused by us. And he goes, yeah, there's no way that would ever happen. No guy wants advice from women. They don't care what women think, which I'm glad that he said that because I, when people say no to me, I like to prove them wrong. So I marched into my bedroom. I put an ad up on Craigslist. You can tell it's 17 years ago. And I advertised being a wing girl and like having me pick up women for men and men loved it. I had over 75 responses by the next morning. So I started my business.
1: Wow. So what would you do? Would you go out on like, not dates obviously, but would you go out like to bars or wherever with these guys and kind of be their wing girl, like their buddy and like try to help them meet? That's cool. So can you give me like a, a, an like for instance of a funny scenario or the cool scenario that pops into your head?
0: Oh, yeah. like so, so that was what we were doing originally. I was going out with guys in person and being their wing girl for them. But I have like so many great stories of just meeting amazing men and helping them. So this one guy named Randy, who's one of my favorite clients, Randy, the refrigerator repairman, who also like rode dirt bikes in his off time, was really freaking cool. But – he just like could not get a girl, and it was because he was just—he was just so nice. He was too giving, too nice, he would bend over backwards for people that he didn't know, which is a wonderful character trait, but horrible when you're trying to attract a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 This on on my show as well, like with the guy that you were seeing, who was too nice to you. He was too accessible. He was too <sighs> easygoing.
1: Right, Completely- I could go on about that one. Like, right. huh. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't get the. Hint. Yeah, yeah, no. I know. Yeah. Yeah worked
0: with Randy and we just helped him first of all with his with his body language because that can communicate so many things to women and then from there your body language also tells your brain certain things about how you can carry yourself and then we also taught him about what he can do can't do with women what he should do shouldn't do with women I'm like condensing it down to very simple explanations right now but sure yeah but a few weeks later he actually met his now wife so he he went up to her and he asked her out and he was very formal with her. He told her exactly what he wanted, made her laugh. Uh, yeah, and now they've been married because this was, I guess, fifteen years ago. That's um, so
1: cool. So yeah. you made a career of this for yourself, obviously, because you oh, found yeah. like you're calling. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's amazing. awesome. I you know, don't do it in person anymore. Now, now, no, I was going to ask you like how yeah. did you obviously pivoted a little bit in that way. So let's talk a little bit about what you're doing. Um, And who who you're servicing and what parts of (laughs) it. And then you, are you just solely strictly like in LA? Like those guys, because now you're obviously nationally like available
0: in terms of like being on, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have clients in Spain. I have clients in Brazil. I have clients in India. I have clients in Australia, Canada, United States. So I've worked with hundreds of thousands of men all over the world. So I sell sell at-home systems and programs now to men. So, you know, like 150 people a day get access to one of my programs. They use it, they get success with women and then they're very happy. They join my community and yeah. And it's, and it's wonderful. So I, awesome. yeah. So it's, it's been really fun. It's, it's, it's definitely not what it was in the beginning, which actually we're joking about saying servicing men, but My parents were so upset at first. They're like, oh, great. We sent you to Los Angeles to become an escort. Like that's what it was very confusing for a lot of people. And I think it was confusing for a lot of my clients as well in the beginning as to what my role was. So I think once I stepped away from doing in-person, turned into more of a coaching platform and having the at-home programs, that's when people could understand exactly what it was that I was doing. I was providing advice, guidance, and instruction or step-by-step instructions on how guys can do this for themselves.
1: Okay. yeah, That's that's very cool. So like, before I get into like the nice guys, because that's perfect segue into like what the topic of the show is,
0: what did you do before this? What was your career before? Oh, I was in television production and I worked in PR. I came down to Los Angeles because I was obsessed with doing films and television. I had worked okay. in the green industry since I was nine years old. And, um, yeah, that's what I really wanted to do. And I was presented with the option of coming down to Los Angeles to work for a PR firm. I quickly decided I hated working in PR. Um, and- Why?
1: I'm curious because that's my that's my day job. But I'm just curious. Yeah, it's I such did. a – No, but it's like a – I don't often say it's like a thankless
0: industry. I wasn't, like you're, not yeah. good at it. I wasn't good at it if my heart wasn't in the product. So the interesting thing was I was working at a PR company when I – developed this business of mine. I went in office on the Monday after I was at the rabbi's house and I downloaded every, you know, press contact from any mail publication and pitched myself out and was able oh, to... Oh, that's good. Cool. ...with PR. And then I realized PR is actually a great thing when you love the product that you're behind and you can understand... I didn't understand how PR worked before because I, I just i didn't get the nitty-gritty and once i started doing it for myself and for my brand i understood the power of pr and actually in the first few years of my business that is what i solely relied on to drive business myself and it was phenomenal for me i was in a lot of um masterminds and networking groups with other people who were heavily focused on internet marketing but none of them knew anything about like content creation and mass media uh, they were always focused on buying ads and bringing, like so. It was a very different world. So I learned a lot from that world, and they learned a lot from what I was doing. But that was mainly the way that I was getting my clients and customers. But I, you know, what I, what I was doing was very unique 16 years ago or however long. Yeah.
1: It's that's, evolved, obviously. It's like, yeah, like anything. There's ebbs and flows in terms of like industries and stuff. That's interesting though. I don't know if I knew that about you. That's cool. No wonder I like you so much. <laughs> um, so let's get into the nice guys. So is that, would you say that's one of the biggest mistakes guys make is that they're just too nice? Or I mean, well, I, I, I definitely have dated some nice guys that are turn offs, but I, I think I probably dated a lot of guys that were less nice, that were equally a off. I guess I should say, um, though I definitely don't think all guys are too nice. What do you think?
0: Well, here's the thing. So I'll tell you about my husband. My husband is the nicest guy in the entire world. He's sweet. He's thoughtful. He's kind, but he has a backbone. He stands up to me and to others. He speaks his mind, is not afraid to share his opinion. Um, that is the true definition of a nice guy. The nice guy that we talk about is the, I'm putting air quotes because it's going to be audio, is the nice way to say you are a weaker man who is putting yourself aside, putting me on a pedestal Mm -hmm. and my needs before your own, before you even know me. So really it's just a man that is not strong enough to- Yeah, like a
1: marshmallow, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's- it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, I know. Why do you think they do that? Do you think because they don't have confidence in themselves, like, to just be their true self? And, like, they, yeah. they feel like they have to, like, kiss up to a
0: girl to, like, make them, like, just hope that they like them? I mean, there's a million reasons. Well, one, that that is one of the reasons too, is that they don't know what else to do. So they think, okay, and it, it, can, it this can cross over into many areas of their life. They mm-hmm. think, I wanna get something, I have to do exactly what I think that that person wants me to do, wants me to be, please them as, as much as possible and make them mm-hmm. like, so this is just a way that they have learned to get things, which they don't ultimately get things, but how to do things from their history mm-hmm. past because they haven't been shown otherwise, right? And it's also right. there's a million reasons why people go down this path of being nice because they don't okay. know another way of being and they don't know how to truly value themselves without doing it in an arrogant in an arrogant way an abrasive way or an aggressive way. Interesting. So, so
1: what are, what are some of the things that you do to try to get them out of that that crutch or that mold that they've
0: basically created for themselves? Well, the first thing that we do is we help them identify the things that are wonderful about them because a lot of the, a lot of um, this programming comes from your own self belief about who you are, what your value is in the world, and what you bring to the table. Right, so you have yeah. to highlight the things in this man that are absolutely wonderful that are things to value. Because a lot of the times, and this is true for women as well, we focus on these negatives, all these things that we don't have or that we're not, right? So Mm -hmm. there's a confirmation bias. Your brain keeps hearing you saying, I'm not good enough. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. And your brain's like, all right, let's find evidence to prove it. Let's find other people who are going to treat you really crappy. Your, Your brain wants to make you right. It's there to protect you in that way. So it's going to work for you. In that sense, but it's also mm-hmm. to you know to your own detriment. It's going to continue digging you into that hole of negativity about yourself. So what mm. you do is really focus on reprogramming your brain in the way that you view yourself, so you can build your confidence back up. There's many different ways to do this, and it's like you know it's a, it's the whole first week of many of my programs is really getting yourself out of this thought process and learning to reframe and restructure the way that you view yourself, you speak about yourself, and then your body and your mind start to follow. And then that comp- so you have
1: to believe that like it's not just like it's like a training process I guess right like anything like I'm a motivational mm-hmm. keynote speaker um, and that's sort of what not that message but that's sort of with ice predominantly you know speak to women and it's more career based but um a lot but, of what I explain is like you need to love yourself in order to, to do whatever. Right. Isn't that kind of the same idea, but yes, absolutely, obviously different circumstances.
0: Yeah. But it, it all comes from the same place, right? It's all mm-hmm. from this disbelief in your own value. And depending on the messages that you've been given by either your family, your loved ones, past girls, past guys, like it, it, it can be c- continuously reinforced by others. And especially by yourself or. <laughs> You may have had some other great support systems in your life that are that so that the, the transition to thinking more positively about yourself is an easier transition for you. Mm-hmm. But it's exactly the same thing. If you're not confident in business or don't believe that you can speak up and ask for what you want because you're a woman, it's very similar to a man who doesn't believe that he can speak up and ask for what he wants from a woman in front of him, that he wants to date, mm. kiss, whatever it is.
1: Okay, so let's play the opposite now. What about the guys who are too aggressive? Like I had a guy that I was trying to not go out with because of a variety <laughs> of reasons. <laughs> and he right. was very pushy about still going, come on, just meet for a drink. And I was like, I really don't want to. You know, I've got da 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 going on. And, and then, it was, then he asked, and he said, like, I understand. And then he texted for one more second about something unrelated. Then he came back. But I think we should just do another date. I'm like, oh my
0: god, no! <laughs> like, they just to stop doing that. You're not going to beat somebody into going on a date with you. So you have to switch. No,
1: things. I'm like, stop. You're so pushy. If you were less pushy, then maybe I would make. i like, okay, right? That's like super aggressive. I do think you find that to be an issue with some of your clients or
0: prospects or whatever I'll in your say. coaching? No, I would. I wouldn't say that that's a very common thing. At least not in the threads of of text messages that I'm seeing, most of the guys are a little bit more complacent and softer and like on the nice side, again, with air quotes. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't say that they're overly pushy or overly assertive. That's not a, a problem that comes up from any guys, but if there are guys listening, yeah, don't do that. Yeah. It's not, yeah. not going to beat somebody into liking you, but for, for both sides of the coin, if you're too aggressive or if you are, you know, super wimpy, I guess in your approach, yeah, yeah,
1: that's it. a nice way to put it. There's another word for it, but we
0: won't yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The key to getting a woman to change her reaction is by changing up your approach. So you don't try and you know change her mind. You change her mood, right? You change her feelings about you. So if she's feeling like, ugh, this guy's like such a wimp and like he always says yes to anything that you want, but you got to switch that up. You change her mood about you, right? And that will ultimately same thing with if i'm too aggressive then you flip up your approach and you don't be so aggressive and you just like take a step back and you try and get to to know the girl a little bit better and and stop Mm -hmm. asking what you want for a bit and then make her chase you and and ask you know why isn't he asking me out anymore now he's just talking to me trying to get to know me but he's not Asking me to go out anymore does not want money. Anymore. Right, right, right. Yeah,
1: I can see that. I guess you don't probably see as you were saying that. I'm like, yeah, why you probably don't have clients like that because they probably don't think they need a coach because they're probably very confident on their own. Maybe right. overly really confident for that for for most purposes. But <laughs> right.
0: most of yeah. I is that I that I get on the phone with who I don't talk for the full four to five minutes of doing coaching and at the end I'm like, what do you want my help with? <laughs> like most right. Guys- about all the right things that they're doing or all the things that women are doing wrong. Um, so I do come across those guys as well, but I uh, you know, and yeah. then I'm as possible with them and typically those guys aren't ready to hear that yet. They want to they know what's wrong with the women or what they can just say that can get them to get the response so that not that my coaching isn't beneficial for them, but they can't even.
1: No, they need a personality shift. It sounds like, yeah, oh Okay, so what do men think women do wrong? Out of curiosity. Oh my god! Like, with, I, like, of course we're horrendous creatures, but like, if you had a name like the top five,
0: if can, yeah. can you do that? Okay, they ghost, they mislead, they um, falsely communicate, they lead men on, um, and they cr- they crush them.
1: Really? How do we? How do women mislead? Do they give like any kind of like examples of
0: oh. to back up what
1: their thoughts are? Oh, they just say that. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, they're mis- women are extremely misleading for a good reason because women are taught to be polite and kind, right? So if yeah. a woman texts back to a guy three days after he texts. And she writes one line with no emotions, but just writes one line back to him. That woman in her mind thinks, okay, I'm sending the signal that I'm not very interested. I'm just being polite and responding back to you. On the flip side, he reads it as oh, she responded back We're back on right so for- oh that's,
1: that's interesting cuz that is my mindset that is how i maneuver that right. i don't and- write back right away and i do write back very quick ones cuz i don't want to be rude and not reply so okay. what what should the women then do out of should what did you yeah. say you know say what? you're not interested like reply back if you don't want to ghost the person or what what do you think yeah absolutely exactly
0: what you just said you write back and you say um, you know, I really appreciate all the time that we've spent with each other, but this just isn't clicking for me the way that I was hoping for it to. Um, I wish you the best of luck. Have fun finding other girls, because during that time, he's still fixated or focused on you. Especially if he's a super nice guy with limited options, he's like, I've got this girl. Now I just have to switch her. How do I get her to talk more? How do I get her to engage more? She's, she responds every three days. Now it's every four days. Now it's every two days. Okay, I've got like so they still got you on. God,
1: yeah. I see that I do. Okay, all right. Um, how about okay? So that's misleading. How about what else? What, what, what were some of the other ones you said? I forget. I was like so focused on that one. <laughs> Can you give me another big ex- another example of, of what a girl does wrong that's according to your co- your clients ghosting ghosting. Okay, but guys do that too, don't they? Yeah, of course,
0: everybody does it. But yeah. when it happens to you, it's not fun, and you get pissed off, and you don't like it.
1: No, I guess that's true. I have not done that. I mean, unless they keep texting after you kind of said you're not interested, then I guess yeah. I would. But, yeah, I, I think that's just immature and not nice, you know. Yeah, because I wouldn't necessarily give someone my phone number if I wasn't, like, at least initially interested and then if you meet them and you're not, they're not what you thought. Then I still would probably write them back. I
0: think I would
1: probably they, do what you're suggesting. <laughs> they say is misleading, but now I won't. But okay, that, so yeah.
0: So it's actually interesting. So when I was doing live sessions for a long period of time, I did have about 23 girls that worked for me, and we would you know go out with a whole bunch of men all over the neighborhood, and sometimes we would do these larger coaching events, and we'd have like 10 wing girls go out for these boot camps that were being run by other male dating coaches. And when they were done coaching for the day, we'd go out with them and we'd be their wing girls for the evening. And at the end of the night, we'd have like a wrap up at the end. And I I remember all the girls would always say, I didn't realize I was such a bitch. I'm such a bitch when I'm out. So it was just interesting for them to, to like see the man's perspective of these guys who they've been approached by right yeah you're on their side you kind of understand it a little bit differently you're like oh you're a really good guy but you're a little bit nervous you're acting kind of weird and i'm totally being a bitch to you and i cut off somebody like you like these are amazing men that you might be cutting off or misleading or miscommunicating with or yeah yeah all these so true i'm so horrible and i can't believe i do these things you just see it differently I know,
1: I can be really mean. I Here's my, I'll give you a funny story. So this is like when I was single the first time around um, before I got married and then got divorced. Um, my sister, my sister was four years younger than me. So at this point I was like in my probably early 30s maybe or like late 20s or something, I don't remember. And she was probably in her mid 20s. So we were at this bar in Philadelphia and I swear, like, like I'm not exaggerating, I'm not bragging by any stretch, but I think there was a good- 15 to 20 guys came up to – we were sitting in, like, a little nook, the two of us, and then another girl came over that we knew. and We were all, like, just hanging out. We were having, like, a really fun conversation. We were just enjoying each other's company. We weren't looking to meet guys. And these guys, one by one, came over to, like – and they sat down, and they were, like, trying to talk to us, and we were so mean to them. We're, like, bye. Like <laughs> – goodbye like as soon as they would sit down and then this one guy came over at the end and he's like all right i i don't even want to meet you guys but i just want to, <laughs> to try <laughs> because i saw you shoot everybody down i, know, man, he I, was going. Him today. I know but <laughs> no i mean that's i think it's funny. annoying like i'm like get away from me but then it's like but then people complain oh you can't meet people organically anymore so yeah
0: Well that's the thing. That's why I think like just honest, clear communication is the the best way to handle it. Where you look at the guys and you say, like, listen, you guys are totally cute. On another night, we'd be into you, but tonight is just a girls' night. We just really want to focus on ourselves. Because that's the truth. Like there's certain like I, I do always say, most often, if there's somebody that if their girls are single and there's somebody cute in that mix that somebody has their eye on, even if they're on the most serious girls' night ever. 100% 100% That's 100% 100% I didn't
1: like we didn't like these guys I mean there was nothing wrong with the guys we were just blatant bitches to the guys like I mean I we were like downright like bitchy like
0: <laughs> yeah I that as well where it's like come on like it's it's part of this fun gamey part of being out where you're kind of allowed to be a little bit bitchy it's horrible but yeah it's kind of like, yeah Ruled. The license for the bitch mode, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. get a hall pass. Like, yeah. I not hear anything in here, so I may as well just be really bitchy with my body language and just be you know, because you can't hear me say the nice sweet thing of like, get the fuck away from it or whatever, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. That's funny.
1: Okay. Any other any other um trending things or problematic amongst your clients that you're seeing? Your men that are raised from the ring. For predominantly
0: female listeners can uh, learn from, or maybe they should do differently. Why don't you tell me some of the things that the women who listen to your podcast have some issues with about men? And I'll tell you the male side.
1: Okay. Well, first, I don't know if there's a remedy for this, but the majority of them don't like what they're seeing on like apps and stuff stuff. like we more like make fun of what we're what the options are I think once you reach a certain age um they have less hair they have issues with their dental work say like things like that um I think that when you text, when you're talking to a guy and they don't like open conversation in a compelling way, I find that to be like a massive, like red flag and pet peeve. And I really won't give them much attention afterwards. I know like I have a few girlfriends that say the same. So like, I'll give you, for instance, like, um, like Bumble say, like you have to write to them first. So, I usually don't write much. I, I I'll like write hi nice to meet you or like something really quick just to be like okay the door is open you can write to me now because I like to be the one that gets written to but on that platform you can't be. Um and if they write back how are you? I'm like that's so lame. Like why can't you like say something other- <laughs> um, I'm great. How are you? I'm fine. How was your weekend? My pet goes fine. Like it goes on and on and on and on and on.
0: So right. that that's number that, one. That's yeah. for sure what I coach guys to do. Is- be a little bit more dynamic or interesting but like think about how exhausting that is especially if every single time you're like I'm crafting a certain message for this girl that I'm writing to eight of them didn't respond and now I have to do this again like listen you crafted a crappy message as well to him for your opener why wasn't your opener more exciting because a lot of guys complain about that as well why does she yeah allowed to say, hey, what's up? And I'm not allowed to say, hey, what's up? So it's interesting. You started it flat, and then you expected something dynamic back. So I would say to the women, if you want dynamic back, start off by being dynamic. Don't just say, hey, how are you? Don't you be lazy. Just say, okay, now I've opened the door for you, and now you can talk to me. Be fun. Be engaging. Nobody's going to be excited by, hi, how are you? Unless they think the girl's really pretty and she sounds really wonderful. Like, that's kind of boring for people. Right. So if you can do that, why would you accept that from somebody else? So if you want to spice it up and you want something more fun to see if they can match your personality, show your personality. Okay. It's really good advice. Okay. All right. I will. Okay. And I'll tell my
1: people. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> I'll tell my my people. My people. About it. Like, okay. No, no. That's really
0: good advice. That's
1: yeah. good advice. Yeah. I guess you're, I mean, I guess the way we're, we, the female side is looking at it is more that because that platform is like you have to talk first where we don't want to talk first but we also like to have the control that's why it's popular i think in that way they not random because i was like on a match once and they i was like couldn't even go through the things it was like everybody because it just it's a free-for-all basically it's awful so um anyway i i nothing wrong with match i'm just saying for me like i would rather have the control to be able to edit a little bit more so in terms of who i want to have conversations with or not, but um, or have flood in my, you know, box inbox or what have you. But that said, that's good advice. Okay. The next thing, I guess, is the fact that the banner goes on and on and on and nobody wants to meet. Now I have no problem asking a guy out to meet for a drink because I want to just cut to the chase. I think that it's very hard to get to know someone online. I don't know if they're like, you know, and I don't want to waste my time online talking to somebody that there's no future with even if it's like two week future, you know? So I mean, obviously we're in COVID and there's like a lot of other issues with that go along with COVID in terms of being safe and like making smart choices, but let's just take COVID out of the picture before COVID. I still would be the one, not always. I mean, a lot of times they did it, but if they didn't in a timely manner, in my opinion, I'd be like, Hey, do you want to just meet for a drink? Or how about a cup of coffee or, you know, something quick. Like I wouldn't, ask them out for like a meal or like, you know, dinner or something like that. But, um, I, but some of my friends won't do that. And then they sit there and complain that it's not going anywhere. And they're talking and the other pen pal. You hear that all the time. And sometimes in these men's like in their bios, like I'm not, I don't want a pen pal.
0: I don't want a pen pal. I'm like, I don't either. Like, shut up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just you
0: back then, like, right? Okay, so go ahead. The floor is yours. Well, I mean, it's the same advice. Do unto others as you want done unto yourself, right? I love that you are assertive and then you're able to say, okay, like let's just go somewhere. This is too much pen paling stuff that I don't want to get involved in. But for women, I think being that assertive is difficult for them, probably in life and then also with men. So if there, if there is a way that they can be more feminine in that space and still ask the guy up, that might be more comfortable for them. So, for example, if a woman were to say um, um, something like, so when are you going to ask me out? We've been talking for, you know, f- seven days already. I'd, I'd actually like to meet you. Or if, if there was like, some, like a more feminine, gentle way to – to ask, like guys would love this because I'm telling you like one of the biggest complaints about them is like I don't know how to shift or when to shift to ask her out sometimes I ask her out and she's it's too early And a woman will write back I, I need to get to know somebody first right like after a day of messaging sometimes I'll ask a woman out after way too long and they're like well now I'm over it like so for for guys are getting all this mixed information about when the appropriate time is I have a program that's called that's not how men work and It's made for women, but the the biggest piece of advice that I offer is help a brother out. Like help him help you if you're interested in him and you want to meet him in person. Help him know it's the right time to ask you out. Where you could say, "I've really enjoyed talking to you. I, you know, it would be great if we could move this to another platform or even jump onto the phone. Like I know you're you're definitely much you're confident and you're assertive. You just want to get. Mm -hmm want to make it happen but other women are afraid of being too aggressive and too assertive or too man mm-hmm. so if there's a feminine way like you can usually just put your feminine voice on like this in your head while you're typing something mm-hmm. and then just write it out like just say like mm-hmm. i love talking to you like do you want i would love to talk to you on the phone or it's really great to hear somebody's voice are you open to a phone conversation
1: okay, that's great advice too. you know it, the the feminine uh, you know notation they were making. um, I think that. I've heard that men think that women can come off too masculine if they are too assertive or not say ass, maybe I don't know if I'm assertive. I think that I just because I run a business and I'm like, you know, I'm a go-getter and like, you know, power girls, not just me in general, right? That are very career driven and they're very into their own, they got that all going on with her. They don't need a guy, but they want a guy kind of situation. Um I think guys think that's a turn-off a little bit. Do you find that to be true amongst the folks that you work with?
0: On paper, it's not a turn-off, but in practice, it can be depending on how. Yeah,
1: the- yeah.
0: So everything you just said is the message that women are receiving, right? Which is why they're mm-hmm. to then ask guys out. So the thing is, is that if you do everything in a feminine manner, it can be very sexy and attractive. Being independent, running your own company – um, being assertive and clear in your communication; those are sexy things for any man. Being aggressive, being controlling, being dominant, um, putting down other people—like those are not attractive things. So again, mm-hmm. mind your like feminine balance for everything, so that you're not emasculating while you're lifting yourself up on a feminine, you know, pedestal. It's still about being a clear communicator. So, so instead of saying like, "When are we going to go out?" Or let's go out already. You can say something a little bit softer. Like I, I'm really enjoying our, our, you know, our chat over messenger. Why don't we um, advance us to the phone? Mm-hmm. Be great mm-hmm. to hear, you know, it'd be great to hear your voice. That's feminine. Mm-hmm. It's not aggressive. It's not assertive. It's not masculine. It's very feminine.
1: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's good advice too. I think a lot of my girl group, has the same and they're all for the most part career women. I mean, they all are career women, not for the most part um, with big jobs and like, you know, big um, responsibilities and lots of like, you know, home responsibilities and things like that. And I feel i my hunch is that I think some men can be intimidated, or they may not like that because they don't feel, feel like they're bringing a lot to the table that the, to supplement whatever the woman has in her life. In that way, not that they don't have a lot going on themselves, but that's interesting. Hmm. Okay, I it, think
0: well, as I said, yeah. it's how you put it, it's on paper. On paper, yeah. still lovely things like yeah. yeah. It's how you present it to other people.
1: Right. No, I I totally get it. No, I get what you're saying. Totally. Well, we are almost out of time, my dear. I can't believe that. So we've been, I, we're at the 30, 33 minute mark. Um, well, as we wrap up, um, in addition to every all of the information about how um, our male listeners can find you, um, I, and I also think, like, anything you have to share might be compelling to our female listeners, certainly, as well. Um, is there any, like, last take-homes that you want to share, um, you know, to help uh, the Race for the Ringers find the ring,
0: <laughs> so to speak? Yeah. Well, the thing is that these are career-driven women or career-driven men. They understand that the only way to get what you want is by asking for it. Opening your mouth and communicating is the best way to get anything that you want, especially if you do it in a kind manner. And I think that's the biggest issue that I see for most of the guys that I work with. And the the biggest issue for a lot of women who are trying to find relationships with men, even myself, I, I have difficulty and I've, I've worked on it for a very long time. And actually my coaching of my clients has been really helpful for me gaining my own confidence to be much more clear in my communication within my relationship. I've been married for 12 years and I I still sometimes have to close my eyes when I'm communicating something that is uncomfortable for me. I'm not used to being soft. I'm not used to being vulnerable. I don't like it. And so if I don't like it, I'm not gonna do it very often. And that, Mm -hmm. but the side that my husband is most responsive to is my softer side, my more vulnerable side. So again, as a tactic for myself, I close my eyes when I have to say something that is uncomfortable and semi-sweet. And that's... <laughs> Does it's he rough. see you closing your eyes? Yeah, for sure. And I'm just like, oh. I'll be like, like I can't. It's too uncomfortable for me to do. And I, I'm, still, I'm still learning how to do it is my point. Um, but I am learning how to do it. And that's appreciated by him. And it's appreciated by me because... I'm allowing myself to be a little bit more soft and, and vulnerable. So again, you, you can't you can't demand or expect what you want from somebody else. You have to clearly communicate it to them. So for example, if you're dating a guy and you want him to text you more often, all you have to say is, I, I love hearing from you. It brightens up my day every single time that I get a text message from you. It would be great. If I could get a text from you every single day, I may not respond to it, but that would make me feel really good as opposed to like, why, you know, why aren't you texting more? Or my girlfriend's boyfriend texts her like four times a day. So it's just. Yeah. Like, the,
1: yeah. Like, no, that would be annoying. I get it. Yeah. I wouldn't like that either. I'd be like, bye. Oh. Here's a text. Peace out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. hundred uh, percent. well, that was good advice. All right. So tell everybody where we can find you, Marnie.
0: Go ahead. Oh, uh, but- yours. Oh, thanks. Go to winggirlmethod.com or you can go to my YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com slash Marnie Kinris. And uh, yeah, you can watch or listen to my advice as you please. And I will service you as I've serviced many men. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Tell your
1: husband I called you a service girl today. I'm sure he'll find that very compelling. <laughs> <laughs> all right, awesome. And we'll put all of your um your links and stuff like that in the show notes. As nice well. you. All Thanks. right. Yeah, thank you. It's great having you. Enjoy California. I'll have fun frolicking in the snow in New York. I actually, enjoy frolicking in the snow. I kind of miss it. So, I'm- oh god, it's pretty the first time, and then that's it. This is, I think, our third or fourth snowfall in like a couple of weeks stretch. So I'm over it. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. Okay. Not originally, so I totally get it. All right, thank you very right. much. Yeah, thank you.
1: Have a good one. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye-bye.